How many are excited for Easter? <laughs> oh, seven of you. How about the rest of you? <laughs> Jesus rose from the dead. He's alive. And so Easter's coming. Just wanted to mention that we have some Easter promotional cards that you can take. What a great time to invite family and friends. They're in the lobby for you today. Why don't you pick up a stack? I know our staff and our family are going to be inviting people uh, for Easter Sunday, all three services. We also have a Good Friday service, 10 o'clock on the Good Friday. And we're going to be filling this house with hope and the hope of Easter. So come and be a part of that and uh, take opportunity to pray and invite friends. Tonight, we have a meeting here at 6 o'clock. And uh, that's going to be our prayer meeting, our, our church prayer meeting. We give God our first and our best every month. We give God uh, the priority of the first Sunday night of every month. If you've never been to Sunday night prayer, I want to invite you to come. You're missing something. You really are. And tonight we're going to be praying over people and releasing anointings uh, over ministry and over people's lives tonight as well as praying into Easter. So we want you to come and be a part of that, 6 o'clock to 7.30, and we'll go from there. This morning, we're concluding our series, Heart of Worship. Over the last number of weeks, God has been leading us as a church into this theme and considering what does it mean to have a heart of worship, a heart after God, that we would not just be people that would casually approach worship, but that we would make worship and worship of of our Lord a foundational part of, of how we honor God in our lives. And worship is more than singing songs and it's giving our whole lives to God, and so we've been considering this together over these weeks. This morning, as we conclude this series, I've entitled this message, Show Me Your Glory. And if you're taking notes, you can write down, Show Me Your Glory. This was the cry of Moses. And Moses cried out to God, and he said, God, show me your glory. I want to know you so much more than I, than I know you right now. And although Moses knew God, he knew his power, he had experienced God in so many ways in his life, he cried out and he said, God, i, I got to know you more. And how many know that there's so much more in God than what we're currently experiencing even right now? And today I believe that the Holy Spirit is going to lead us to a place of drawing our hearts and our minds and our eyes to Jesus. And we're going to see Jesus this morning. And God is calling us to cry out to him and say, God, show me your glory. And I believe God's going to reveal things to us that we've never experienced before. We've already heard that in the prophetic words this morning. The theme is that the veil has been torn, that that God is calling us deeper into his presence. God is calling us deeper into who he is, that we would experience him in our lives in ways that we've never experienced him before. And so I hope you're ready. I believe that there's so much more in God than you are currently experiencing right now. There's got to be. And many of you are doing great. You're having an awesome time serving Jesus, and he's working miracles in your life, and there's good things taking place. But there's more. There's others in the room today. You're, You're in a place where you feel stuck. You feel discouraged. You feel defeated. You feel fearful. And in the name of Jesus... In the authority of Jesus' name, I break off that fear over your life right now. And as we gather together, we we just say God's power and his goodness and his grace is about to to break out over your life in a new way. How many received that today? God's power is ready to break out over your life in a new way. And he's going to open your eyes and he's going to open my eyes to see Jesus today. You know, there's always more to 
experience in God. Let's never be satisfied. You know, there's always things we can learn about God. There's things we can experience in him we've never experienced before. Uh, My wife and I have been married for 22 years this summer. And there's still things that we are learning about each other. Yesterday, we were driving in the van. And a song came on the radio, and I started singing it with all my heart. And my family look at me, and they say, Dad, how do you know? Like, wait, what? Like, how do you know that song? And I said, I sang this song in fourth grade, grade four, in the kids' choir at my school. And Heather looks at me, she said, I never knew you were in the kids' choir at your school. And then she tried to recruit me to the kids' choir for first assembly. (laughs) Turns out I'm a little too old. Didn't quite make the cut. There's still things we're learning about each other in relationship, and there are things in Jesus that I believe God's going to open up your eyes and your understanding. That was Paul's cry, open the eyes of my heart, God, that I might see you. And there's so much more that God wants to show us together this morning. And so Moses cries out, this is his heart's cry, and as a worshiper, Moses says, show me your glory. And as we conclude this series in worship today, we say, God, this is our prayer, that you would show us your glory. Do you desire to know God in a deeper way in your life today is the question. Do you desire more of him? I believe he's going to be faithful to meet you right where you are today and open your understanding and open your eyes. You see, the Bible says that eye has not seen. Listen to this. Ear has not heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love him. How many love Jesus this morning? It has not even entered into your sight, your vision, your ears. Okay, but watch this. But, the verse goes on. But, It has been revealed to you by his Holy Spirit. So get ready for your mind to be blown by God because he wants to bring a revelation, a level of revelation into your life that will change you forever, that we would experience his glory in a new way. Let's pick up this incredible conversation with God and Moses in Exodus 33, you can open your Bible or you can follow on the screen this morning. And God reveals himself in this personal way to Moses and they're dialoguing together. And I want us to look at how God reveals himself and, and shows him his glory to us as we desire to know him more. Then Moses said to the Lord, see, you say to me, bring up this people But you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name. And you have also found grace in my sight. And now therefore I pray, if I have found grace in your sight, show me now your way that I may know you and that I might find grace in your sight. And consider that this nation is your people. And he said, my presence then will go with you and I will give you rest. And then he said to him, if your presence does not go with us, don't bring us up from here. How many know this morning that unless God is in our future, there's no sense in us going into the future? But how many know this morning that God's promise is his presence is in our future? And that's why, as Tim said earlier, our best days are yet ahead. Your best days are yet ahead because his presence goes before us. But Moses says, Lord, unless you're going to go, don't send us out into that place. 
And so the Lord said to Moses, verse 17, he said, I will also do this thing that you have spoken. From all the people who are upon the face of the earth. So shall, sorry, verse 17. So the Lord said to Moses, I will also do this thing that you have spoken. For you have found grace in my sight. And I know you by name. And he said, please, verse 18, watch this. Show me your glory. And then he said, I will make all my goodness pass before you and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you and I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and I will have compassion on those I have compassion. But he said, you cannot see my face for no man shall see me and live. And the Lord said, here is a place by me and you shall stand on the rock. So it shall be while my glory passes by that I will put you on the cleft of the rock And I will cover you with my hand while I pass by. And then I will take away my hand. And you shall see my back. But my face shall not be seen. Let's pray together. Father, we hunger for you today. And we cry this heart of Moses. We cry this cry that Moses cried. God, show us your glory. Reveal yourself to us today. And God, I thank you that you have revealed yourself to us through Jesus Christ. And I pray, Lord, today that you would show us Jesus. And God, you would open the eyes of our understanding that we would begin to see you and that we would begin to experience you in a way that we've never experienced you before. For your name, God, and for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. So this past week, as Tim mentioned, uh, my family and I were away. We took a few days vacation and we were away last Sunday and we really missed being here with this congregation. We went to a great church down in the USA and, but man, we sure miss being in this place and we were looking forward to being back here today. And you know, God is doing something all over the world, but how many know God is doing something in Calgary? (laughs) He's doing something in our midst and I'm so thankful for what he's doing. So we went away with the girls and you know, those of you who, who may not know our family, um, my wife is Heather, and then we have four daughters. So I live with five women. So our vacations basically consist of me sitting on a bench somewhere in a mall and my girls shopping. And so they try to convince me, you know, I know the dollar's not that strong, but we get better sales down here anyway. And, you know, we get better clothes, and all the styles are much more on fleek in the USA, as the kids say. And so they're trying to, you know, Tell me, so I just sit on the bench and just find some good Wi-Fi and just enjoy myself. But right across the street, kitty corner from our hotel where we were staying, uh, there was a very evil and dark building, an establishment that was there. It's called Krispy Kreme Donuts. <laughs> have, you, have you ever been to Krispy Kreme? So... As I was looking at the Krispy Kreme donuts, I was reminded for the, the very first time I tried a series of Krispy Kreme donuts because you can't just have one. And Krispy Kreme, if you don't know about this place, this evil place in the United States, uh, when the red light is on in the window, that means you come in and you get fresh donuts and then you eat as many as you can and it feels so good. Those donuts going down taste amazing. But about an hour and a half to two hours later, you are so sorry that you ever walked in the door of that establishment. 
it's kind of one of those gifts that keep on giving throughout the day, if you know what I mean. I was retasting Krispy Kreme in many different ways throughout that afternoon. But you know, the funny thing is, is although I went to Krispy Kreme, I enjoyed the donuts. Uh, after my first visit there, guess what, friends? I actually went back to Krispy Kreme. <laughs> I went back. And this is kind of what is happening in a sense. The people of God had been delivered from Egypt. And Moses, to give you a background of this section that we read this morning, Moses, the deliverer, had led them out of Egypt. And God had called Moses to, to be that deliverer. And, and now they're in the desert. And they're, they're, they've come past the, the Red Sea. And, and Pharaoh's armies are no longer a threat. And they're establishing themselves. And God is, is meeting with Moses. But the people of God had gone back to some of their old habits, their old ways. They had gone back to something that was not good for them at all. And it was the worshiping of idols. Moses, in this setting, he was on the mountain with God. He was on Mount Sinai, and God was giving him all the instructions of the, of the tabernacle, and God was giving him the Ten Commandments, the law of God. And, and as Moses and God were concluding their time on the mountain, as Moses came down the mountain, he was grieved, and God was grieved because he saw the people had gone back to idolatry. They had gathered all of their gold, and they had given it to Aaron, Moses' assistant, and, and he gathered their gold and put it in a furnace and, and, and created a golden calf representing one of the, the gods from their former life. And they had gone back to worshiping saying, we want to see our God. We want to, we, we want to touch our God. We, we, we're, we're, where did Moses go anyway? He's been gone so long, 40 days and 40 nights. We, we, we just want to worship again. And so they begin to fashion God in their own image, and they begin to create an idol. And Moses' heart was so grieved that he took the, the law of God, and he broke the law as he came down from the mountain because the people of God had broke the heart of God. And not only was Moses grieved, God was grieved. And God said, listen, my, I'm going to fulfill my promise. You're going to get to the promised land, but I'm not going to go with you. I'll send an angel. I'll send one of my angels, and I'll fulfill my promise that I gave to Abraham. And I'm going to be a God faithful to my word, but I don't want to go with you anymore. He was so grieved. He said, Moses, maybe you and I should just start over, kind of what happened with Noah. Uh, we'll just start over again, because God's heart was so grieved. And he said, these are a stiff-necked people. These people, they, they've gone back to their ways. They've gone back to, to what they used to be and who they used to be. And, and I desire worshipers and I desire relationship. And God was so faithful to them because he traveled with them through the desert and he would have come in his presence as a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire. And, and in the tent of meeting him and Moses would meet and converse. And, and as a friend, the Bible says Moses would converse with God as a friend. And they had this relationship and, 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 and Moses was leading the people of God and his desire was for his people and his, his desire was for, for them to know him. But his heart was so grieved because they just went back. And we pick up this conversation today in the text that we read this morning where Moses and God are having this dialogue. And, and Moses begins to, to basically intercede for the people. It just shows his compassion for the people. And he said, God, you know, you, you've got to come with us. You've got you to be with us. We need you, God. We need your presence. And, and, and we want you, God. And God's heart was so grieved. And, but you see the compassion of God. You see the character of God. You see the goodness of God where he relents. And he says, okay, Moses, I, I will. I'll, I'll, I'll be with you. And he promises Moses, 
that his presence will be with them and that he's going to be with them as they travel into the promises. But Moses cries out to God and he cries out to him and saying, God, I, I need you in my life. And we need you as, as a people. And we don't want to live in this place of idolatry. We don't want to live in this place of Egypt any longer, but we've got to go forward and we need you to go with us. And I think as a church, this is part of what God is wanting to do over these last number of weeks is he wants to, uh, he wants to annihilate the, the idols in our lives as we've been focusing again on worship. He wants to, he wants to destroy uh, us worshiping anything above and beyond who he is in our lives, that we would not place anything in a higher place than God in our lives. And we've talked about worship over these weeks, worshiping the Lord and the Spirit, uh, in spirit and in truth, and in the beauty of holiness, and, and, and worshiping him for who he is, and worship, worshiping God with our, our finances, and worshiping God with our first and our best in every area of our lives, because it's so easy for us, just like the people of God, to go back into our old patterns and our old habits and we learn from this as well that we can grieve the heart of God. The New Testament talks about the fact that we can grieve the Holy Spirit. If we're not careful, God's heart, he's, he's for us and he loves us, but, but we see the emotion of God and God's emotional here and he, he, he's second guessing. He's kind of like, I'm not sure I want to go with these people and his heart is grieved. He loves Moses and he loved the people. He says, but they're stiff-necked. And his, his heart was, was feeling grief. And the Bible says not to grieve the Holy Spirit. He, he, God feels. And we look at this and we say, well, is God that insecure that he, you know, he's, he's kind of insecure. He doesn't really, and now, you know, he, the people aren't with him. Isn't he God? Like, can't he handle a little bit of idol worship? And, but it's not that God is insecure in any way. He is the most secure, the most powerful, the most beautiful being in all of the universe. But he's passionately in love with his people. The Bible says that God is a jealous God. You say, well, jealous, isn't that petty? Listen, those of you who are married in this place, if somebody was uh, hitting on your husband or your wife, making uh, romantic advances to them, would you not be a little bit jealous? Because, thank you, Tim. <laughs> because you are passionately in love with your spouse. And this is the heart of God for his people. He's so in love with us. And so Moses makes intercession for the people and he desires to know God more. And he says, God, I'm not going to go any further without you. And so as we come back to the heart of worship, God assures Moses of three things that I want to highlight today. And as he assures Moses of these three things, this morning, God is assuring you and me, and he's assuring us of these three things. And we're going to see Jesus as we see this cry of Moses to say, God, show me your glory. First of all, God says to Moses, I'm, I'm going to show you my glory. Because Moses says, God, show me your glory. And he shows Moses his person. This is what it means, his person. The word glory means weight. The word glory is kabod in the original language, and it means a weightiness. And what Moses was crying out for, he was saying, God, I, I've known your power. I've seen you do some things. But God, I must know your person. I must know who you are. I must know 
how you tick, how you think. I want to know who you are at your core, in your heart. And the cry of Moses was saying, God, I've seen your power. Uh, You met me at the burning bush. Uh, You led me back to Egypt. I saw miracles. I saw signs and wonders. But God, I so long for you, the person of who you are. I I, want to know your glory. Show me your glory. Show me who you are. And this is the heart's cry of this worshiper Moses saying, God, I I don't want to be satisfied with just what you can do for me. But God, I want to know that you are with me and I want to know you. I want to know you deeply. I want to know your person. And I want you to show me your glory. You know, people in this room today, there may be people here and you're, you got a hunger inside of you and And maybe you're longing for God, but maybe you're looking for God for what he can do for you. Or maybe you're you're looking to a program or you're looking to a process somehow to fill some kind of need in your life. You will never be satisfied until you see the person of God. And the beautiful thing is what Moses was longing for. Listen to this. What Moses was longing for, he said, God, I want to see your glory. In the old covenant, Moses was longing for this, and God, in his grace and his beauty, decided to say, yes, Lord, yes, Moses, I will show you my glory. But what Moses was longing for, we get to see, because God has sent us Jesus Christ. And I want to show you this. This is beautiful. First, sorry, John chapter 1. If you go there in your Bible, I just want to show you this morning. John chapter 1. It says that in the beginning was the Word. And this is Jesus And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And in the beginning, Jesus was with God, the Word was God, and the Word was God. Verse 14, look at this. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld, look, His glory. We beheld His glory. Jesus Christ is what Moses was longing for, and now he has been revealed to us. (laughs) Jesus Christ is the person that Moses was longing for, and as God assured, he said, Moses, I, I will show you my goodness. My goodness will pass by you. Jesus Christ, God so loved the world that he gave his only son, Jesus, and he has revealed his glory through Jesus Christ. Look at Hebrews with me. Hebrews chapter one says that God at various times and in various ways spoken the past to the fathers by the prophets. And he has in these last days spoken to us by his son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. This is what God has revealed to us in Jesus Christ. So when we say on this side of the, of the cross of Jesus Christ, because Jesus came and he died a He died for us. He lived a life that we could not live, a sinless life. He died as a sacrifice in your place and in my place. He rose from the dead, and he's alive today. And God so loved the world that he gave his only son, Jesus Christ, that whoever believes in him does not have to perish, but will have everlasting life. Because God sent Jesus, he's revealed his glory to us through Jesus Christ. What Moses longed for today, we can see Jesus. It's his person that God has showed Moses that he would show, and it's his person that he is showing us today. Secondly, it's his presence. It's his presence. My presence will go with you, is what God said, and I will give you rest. There's a beautiful rest in the presence of God. 
And in order for us to experience a greater level of the presence of God in our lives, I believe it's when we get a greater revelation of the person of Jesus. When our hearts lean in like Moses and we say, God, I want to I wanna see Jesus. I want to see Jesus in my life. When we get a greater revelation of who Jesus is in our lives, the presence of God strengthens in our lives and in our families. I, I just want to see in our city the presence of God uh, just go to a new level. I want to see in your family and in your home. I believe that God in, in this day that he's increasing his presence as we focus our hearts on Jesus. As we focus our hearts on the person of Jesus, the presence of God increases. Man, do I love the name of Jesus. And something's happening inside of me recently as we were down in the States last week. We were at a church visiting, as I mentioned, and about the third song in, the first couple songs were pretty good, but about the third song in, they begin to declare the name of Jesus in the song. And they begin to say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And something happened inside of me. Something is burning inside of me these days when I hear the name of Jesus. And as we focus on the person of Jesus, we say, God, show me your glory. As we read about Jesus, as we look to Jesus in the scripture, as we spend time with Jesus, we we are saying, Jesus, I'm focusing on the person. And as we focus on the person, his presence increases in our lives. The glory of God and his presence. And we begin to sense him in a greater way. He says, my presence will give you rest. Do you know that there's a great rest in the presence of God? Isn't that beautiful? There's no striving. And as we say, God, show me your glory, he's giving us a greater sense of rest in our lives. You know, the Bible also says that that in the presence of God, that that there's joy in the presence of God. The fullness of joy we experience in his presence. You know what I think we just need a lot more of, honestly, in the church today, in your life and in my life, in our gatherings. We just need more joy. And I believe that we'll see joy increase in our lives as we spend time focusing on the person of Jesus, focusing on the presence of Jesus. Because God promised Moses, he said, I will show you my glory, I will show you my goodness, and I will show you my presence, and my presence will be with you. And as we focus and we say, God, I hunger for more of you, we're going to see as a byproduct greater levels of joy take place in our lives and in our hearts. If you need to be on prescription medication, maybe that's the right choice for you. But I believe that God wants to break out in a greater level of healing. The Bible says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. That a merry heart does good like medicine. How many want to believe for such a great outpouring of God's presence on our lives? That the joy of the Lord would be our strength. That would be our healing. That we would walk in a greater level of joy in our lives because of his presence. And so God assured Moses of his person. And he showed Moses of his presence. And finally this morning... A place to stand. And we see Jesus in this beautiful picture as well. The Lord said, there's a place near me where you may stand on a rock. How many know that Jesus Christ is the rock where we stand? A place to stand. As we say, God, I hunger for more of you. Show me your glory. Just like Moses, God God says to us, there's a place and his name is Jesus and he's the rock. It's such a beautiful picture, you see, because Moses said, God, show me your glory. And God was like, his heart was so compassionate for Moses. And even in that old covenant, it shows the the character and the mercy of God saying, God, or saying to Moses, I want to show you myself. I want to reveal myself to you. But God said to Moses, listen, if you see my face, I, I can only show you the back of me. 
And it says that God put Moses in, in, in the rock and he put him in the, in the cleft of the rock. And he said, when I, I pass by, I'm going to place my hand on you. And as I place my hand on you, I'm going to have all my goodness go past you. And, and he says, but you can only see the back of me. And in the original language, the understanding of to see the back of God is to see his afterglow. So think about this. If God was going to reveal his glory to Moses, Moses would have died on the spot. His full glory of who he is. The Bible says that God is light, and in him there's no darkness at all. We know that the glory of the Lord has shone around the, the, she- the, the angels, and as they met the, with the shepherds, and the angel choir sang, it says the glory of the Lord shone around them as they declared and the announcement of Jesus' birth. We, we know that God is light, and, and, and he is so full of light that there's no darkness in him at all. And if God were to actually just reveal himself the way that Moses was asking him at that time, Moses would have been dead on the spot. He could not have stood in his presence. He would have died. But God in his compassion says, I'm going to place my hand on you. I'm going to give you a place to stand. I'm I'm going to have you sit there and stand on the rock. And my goodness is going to pass by. And as his goodness passed by Moses, it was his afterglow. And it says that Moses' face was shining for days. <laughs> shining for days in his afterglow. He, he just caught like God went by, his goodness went by, and, and whatever was there, Moses was able to see it. And he was like, wow. And the glory got on, on him to such an extent, wherever he went, his, his face was just shining. Moses would show up and everybody's like, Moses, like honestly, your face, it's just, it's glowing. And Jesus calls us, he said, he calls us as salt and that we're the light of the world. (laughs) And my prayer today is that we would encounter his glory in such a way that as we go from this place that we would be full of his light and his radiance. And although Moses couldn't stand everything, God has revealed Jesus to us and he has sent Jesus to us and Jesus is the one who we see the glory of God today, and as we press into Jesus, as we stand on Jesus, we can know, as Moses did, the person of God as we find Jesus Christ in our lives in a greater way, as we press into Jesus, to knowing him, to worshiping him, to honoring him, let him be on our lips. And as we press into the person of God, the presence of God increases in our lives And just as God promised Moses, my presence will go with you. The presence of God increases and strengthens in our lives. And then thirdly this morning, a place to stand. How many are thankful that God has given you a place to stand, that his glory, that he has given you a place to stand in Jesus Christ, that you can stand in his presence without fear. And as we sang earlier, God, I lift my arms to heaven and my hands to heaven full of faith. Because every time I see you, Lord, I want to see you more. And as I see you, God, you're going to open the eyes of my understanding. And I'm going to see you like I've never seen you before. And I'm going to glow. (laughs) And I'm going to be the light of the world that you've called me to be. And I believe this morning God wants to open up the eyes of your understanding. He wants to show himself to you. What he couldn't show to Moses, I believe today, he's going to show you and me in Jesus Christ. Would you stand up with me this morning? I just want to use... 
the remainder of our time this morning to respond to the Lord. We were singing earlier, there is no one like you, Lord. I would just invite you this morning, if your desire is to know God in a deeper way, just to reach out your your hands to him even now, all over this room, and say, God, I just desire to know you more. God, I thank you that in our weakness, your strength is made perfect. I thank you, God, that even, even now you are ministering by your Holy Spirit. And God, I thank you right now that you are revealing Jesus, that you are showing yourself to us, God, in a new way. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that mindsets would be changing right now, that we would be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Lord, as we offer ourselves to you as a worshiper, as a living sacrifice, God, that our minds would be healed, that our mindsets would be changed, that limitations would be breaking off right now. And God, we long for you, God. There's so much more, Lord, than we're currently experiencing, and we long and we hunger like Moses. We say, Lord, show us your glory, and you have shown us Jesus. Yet eye has not seen, nor ear has heard, nor has it even entered into our hearts the things that you have prepared for us, but it has been revealed to us by your Spirit. So, Father, I speak revelation now all over this house. Begin to bring revelation all over this house, Lord, in our lives and in our minds and in our hearts. Reveal Jesus, Lord, right now to each person, each one of us, God. We long for you. We hunger for you. You've promised us your person. You've promised us who you are, God, that we don't worship an idol or some God that's far off, but a God that is personal and compassionate and loving and powerful and awesome and too awesome to stand in your presence, God, but you've sent us Jesus God with human skin on that we can see as as an example of the Father, the heart of the Father, the glory of God revealed. But Lord, now Jesus said it's to your advantage that I go and that he sent us his Holy Spirit. So Holy Spirit, reveal the glory of God. Holy Spirit, reveal your glory. Glorify Jesus, Lord. God, we're not looking for an experience. We're seeking a person. We're seeking you. God, forgive us for making idols in our lives and going back so quickly to things that grieve your heart. And God, reveal yourself. Forgive us, Lord, for making idols of church and idols of seeking miracles and signs. You said, Lord, it's an evil generation that just runs around and seeks signs and wonders. Oh, God, we're thankful for your hand, but God, we so desire your face today. We so desire to see you revealed and high and lifted up in our city, high and lifted up in our family. Let the glory of God, let the glory of God rise among us. Let the glory of the Lord rise among us. Let the glory of the Lord rise among us like it's never risen before. God, for your name in this city, for this day, for this hour, God, reveal Jesus through your people, in your people, in us. It starts with us individually, oh God, that you would light us on fire, that you would open up our understanding, the eyes of our heart, that we, as Paul said, would see you. Open the eyes of our heart that we would see you. Right now, I believe in this place that God is beginning to bring revelation to people. There's been pe- there's people in this place and you felt stuck. You said, I can't get past that level. Right now, God's lifting up the ceiling over your life. 
Some of you, it's in a business area. You said, I felt stuck right here. God, right now, in the name of Jesus, the glory of God is revealing something to you right now. And he's opening up the eyes of your heart, the eyes of your understanding. Some of you, it's in a relationship, it's in a marriage. It's in a friendship. It's in some kind of relationship and you cannot see past and in the name of Jesus, the glory of God, the person of God, the presence of God is lifting off that weight. He's put you in that place, that rock, that solid rock of Jesus Christ. And so Father, I pray, reveal Jesus in this place today. There's others in this room this morning and you've not yet given your life to Jesus Christ. You've not yet surrendered your life to Jesus And friend, he loves you so much. And what Moses longed for, God has given us through Jesus Christ. And even as God has given us Jesus, we have not even begun to scratch the surface of the things that God has prepared for us. And so, Lord, open our eyes and open our understanding today. If you're here this morning and you've not yet surrendered your life to Christ and made Jesus the Lord of your life, as I look around just for a moment, As eyes are closed and heads are bowed in this place, if you're here today, you say, would you just remember me this morning? I want to give my life. I want to surrender my life to Jesus Christ. I need God in my life. As I look around, would you just slip up your hand just for a moment? I want to remember you as I close in prayer this morning. I'm just going to take a moment. Just slip up your hand and hold it there this morning if you're in the place. Say, I want to give my life to Christ. Thanks. I see you in the balcony. Is there anybody else? Just lift up your hand and hold it until I see you. I want to pray for you. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. There's several people. Thank you. I see that hand. Thank you, Lord. Is there anybody else this morning? Just raise your hand. Just say, remember me in prayer. I want to give my life to Christ today. If you raise your hand this morning, just pray from your heart. The Bible says that if you call on the name of the Lord, you'll be saved. And it's not a prayer that you pray. It's a heart that says, God, I need you in my life. And it takes humility and surrender. And so, God, as you see these hands today. I thank you that you're meeting people right now where they are. I just want to invite you just to pray from your heart this prayer. Let's all pray together to help our friends this morning. Just pray this from your heart this morning. Jesus, here I am. I need you. I ask you, God, to forgive me and to cleanse me from all my sin. Lord, I believe that you're the Son of God, that you died on the cross for me, Today, I choose to put my trust in you. Thank you, Jesus, that you're alive today. Fill me with your spirit and help me to live for you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Come on, let's give our praise to God this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I know there were several people, you just you raised your hand a moment ago saying, remember me in prayer. Before you go today, at our Next Steps location in the lobby, we have a Bible for you there. We'd love to give you a Bible and help you take some next steps in following Jesus. So stop by and just say, hey, I'm the, I would love a Bible, and they'll be able to help you. I'm going to ask our prayer team to come at this time. And our prayer team will be here this morning to pray for whatever needs you may have. But my prayer is... As we go this morning, my prayer is that God's glory would rise among us, would shine through your life in such a greater greater way. God's revelation, he would give us a greater revelation of Jesus and who he is in our lives. And so let's pray together this morning. And as we pray, 
People can begin coming if you want to receive prayer, but let's pray together. Father, we thank you, Lord, as we have gathered here this morning. God, we have experienced your presence in worship. Lord, we've been encouraged in the prophetic. And God, we thank you for what you're doing in our church and in our lives. We thank you, Lord, that you have given us the person of Jesus. And as Jesus, he's the one that reveals the glory of God. And God, as you've given us Jesus, Lord, you've you've given us your presence. You've given us your Holy Spirit. And God, you've given us a solid rock to stand on. And God, in that place, we pray that you would pour out your spirit, that the glory of God would rise in every heart and every life. And God, that we would truly be the light of the world as we go from this place today. Oh God, that we would find you as was prophesied and shared earlier in the early morning hours that we would find you. God, that you would begin to do something by revelation in every life and every heart that is represented here this morning. You would draw us to that secret place and you would reveal yourself, God, because we hunger to know you and we long to know you. Show us your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. As you're dismissed this morning, you you feel free to slip out. We're going to open the prayer time at the front. If you want to receive prayer, you can begin coming, and Michael's just going to continue to lead us in worship. Feel free not to rush out if you want to find a place to be in his presence today. God bless you.